0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Film Trooper Presents Film Marketing Fridays. I'm your host, Scott McMahon, and uh, today's episode is sponsored, again, by Mr. Brad Pitt. Not exactly. In the news, it was reported that Brad Pitt signed a deal with Netflix to make his war satire film called War Machine for about $30 million. And the New York Daily News reported on this story by asking the question, the downside, the multiplex could increasingly become safe only for the big-budget blockbusters, remakes, and reboots. And so, two years ago, Steven Spielberg was quoted as saying, there's going to be an implosion. Mega-budget movies are going to go crashing to the ground, and that's going to change the paradigm. The potential problem here is that Hollywood could be setting itself up for a bubble. Um, who's to say it can't happen to Hollywood? I mean, it happened to the real estate industry, the dot-com industry. So the same thing could happen to mega-budget movies. So how do you make and sell your film online and survive the Hollywood implosion while doing it? Well, you can check out this new book over on Amazon over at survivetheimplosion.com. So today's episode is entitled Video-on-Demand Sales Projections or VOD Sales Projections. And the world of video-on-demand is so promising for independent filmmakers, but there's so little data to base Uh, your film project on, especially if you're trying to build a business plan knowing that your film may most likely end up in video-on-demand and you're trying to figure out what kind of returns you can get, especially for your investors. Well that's what we're going to explore today on Film Marketing Friday. Let's go over the video-on-demand myth. Um, Obviously VOD stands for video-on-demand and the uber-independent filmmaker will most likely sell their film online. Meaning that you're most likely, if you're an uber independent filmmaker, you're not, uh, you don't have a, f- a formal distribution deal, you don't have stars in your film, it's just you making some film and putting it online and using the portals of video on demand and hoping to generate enough sales to cover your budget and more. Now the thing is, is that we tend to sort of base our projections off of what we've been told uh, certain films have done well or not well on video on demand. And what we're gonna do here with the myth is really break down what does it mean when they say video on demand? Because the press has a tendency to use video on demand as a, you know, a catch-all for all uh, films or digital products being sold on various um, direct digital distribution platforms. So we look at video on demand numbers versus DVD sales. Obviously a couple of years ago, many years ago, there was uh, the boom of DVDs and the sales of those DVDs um, were a major factor for um, you know, financing films or you know, revenue projections and so on. Video on demand are not the same numbers as DVD sales were pretty m.uch Also, video on demand has restricted access, meaning that the studios actually have no obligation to share the data with anyone other than themselves. Um, for some weird reason, years ago, um, the box office return or theatrical box office returns were being reported in the press. And so for many years, um, you know, filmmakers were able to get an idea of like how film performed in the theaters um, over a course of a weekend, over the course of its lifespan in the theaters. Um, That's not the case with video on demand. And there's no legal obligation, again, that the studios have to share these numbers. So that leaves a lot of independent filmmakers in the dark trying to figure out, well, how do I build my business model in projections if I don't know what these numbers are? And that's what we're going to try to figure out today. So let's go into more depth of understanding VOD. So video on demand, VOD, is essentially more than half of the numbers you see are actually coming from cable. So there's actually, it's broken up in different segments. There's C VOD for cable video on demand. There's MOD or TOD, which is movies on demand or transactional on demand. And this is within the cable ecosphere. So cable video on demand sort of it is the blanket of all this stuff. but within that um, blanket, there's all these subsections. Uh, like again, you might go onto your cable box and decide to you want to rent a movie for 3.99 or you have a, a package deal or something with your cable company to on demand through the box to check out a movie. And so those transaction numbers come through that portal. There's also FOD, which is free on demand. So sometimes a cable company will have a deal with a distribution company where they will you know, arrange a fee. Like, you know what, I will license this uh, film product for $50,000, $60,000, $250,000, and I can you know, use it as free on demand as many times as I want. So it's like the filmmaker or the distribution company gets a flat fee, and then the cable companies decide how they push the, the advertising for that particular um, product you know, on the video on demand space. There's also uh, cable uh, SVOD, which is cable subscription VOD. This would be like services like HBO Go, as opposed to HBO Now, because HBO is tied into a cable deal. So there's like, you know, accounting and financing that goes between the deal between HBO and the cable companies. And when somebody wants to utilize, um, you know, HBO Go on your Apple TV or your Roku box or someone like that. Um, it's tied into the cable subscription, and so that's the way they can measure, you know, how many people are actually using the service. And so your film, if it's part of that world, uh, might fall into the cable SVOD. And then there's SVOD subscription video on demand, and this would be a little bit outside of the cable world, obviously, with like a, a major platform like Netflix, because you are paying a subscription fee to have access to on-demand uh, filmed content uh, whatever you need. And then there's IVOD or AVOD, internet video on demand or ad-supported video on demand. And this would be something like Hulu, Hulu Plus, uh, Crackle might be something like that. Anything that has commercials playing on top of the uh, uh, on-demand material that you're trying to access. So you can see video on demand covers uh, a couple different sections. A majority of it is dominated by cable. And so a lot of the deals or the profits that you see reported in the press um, when a big major studio comes out, or like a, a movie does well, is because a distribution company had arranged a set price with a cable company uh, to ensure uh, that that particular film content, um, you know, has a good buy-in or whatever it might be, or a good purchase price. Now, part of video on demand, the like the blanket term, is also digital downloads, and in the world of like people that have to report this data. Um, they refer to it as electronic sell-through or EST. There's also OTT, which is over the top. So there's transactions happening with um, like Amazon Fire or you know, Roku or Apple TV, like uh, something that's outside of the cable box, outside of the cable um, paradigm. This would be called A- OTT, over the top. But electronic sell-through, just keep that in mind because that's going to be very important to you and all of us as Uber independent filmmakers. So if we look at past case studies that have been reported in the press, obviously Snowpiercer was a high-profile movie that played both in the theaters and also video on demand at the same time. It was reported like it earned like over six million dollars on video on demand. And I put a little asterisk there because you can at the end of this presentation there's a reference link so you can see uh, where I'm gathering this data. So. If you look at someone like Snowpiercer, who was reported like in the opening weekend, uh, opening first two weeks or something like that, it earned like six million dollars on video and demand. Uh, the Bachelorette or Bachelorette, this comedy that had a terrible theatrical release, but generated about five million dollars on video and demand, as well as a Margin Call, was um, reported that it would you know garnered about five million dollars on video and demand. Uh, the film cost, I think, about $3.5 million. It had a theatrical run, about, about $5, 6000000 million. So altogether, it pulled in like twelve, you know, million plus uh, for a $3.5 million film. But if you take a look at all these films, obviously there's studio fare. You have one of the biggest movie stars in the world with Chris Evans, you know, and uh, Ed Harris is in there. I mean, everybody's in this film. It's a high-profile film. Um, but it was a little quirky. That's why the Weinstein Company decided, like, let's do Day and Date. So when you look at the $6 million film or the, the $6 million VOD return, you have to understand that perhaps majority of it is coming from a cable deal, meaning that it's not based off transactions, it's actually based off a cable company dealing with a Weinstein company saying like, you know what, we'll give you $2 million or $3 million and we'll put it on our platforms because I think we can generate more money that way. The same thing with The Bachelorette. If you look, this is an all-star cast. And the, the, the space of cable video on demand probably saw like this could be uh, worth something to us and could have offered a deal of anywhere from a million to two, three million dollars. So that's where majority of the money is coming from, again, is cable companies making arrangements with a distrib- distribution company. And obviously Margin Call had a ton of stars, A-list stars, um, and it just looked like this is, this could perform well on cable video on demand. So... Again, just keep that in mind. When you look at numbers that are reported as video, video on demand or VOD, a lot of it's probably coming from cable and they have different deals that are being made. So what about the uber-independent filmmaker? What about the rest of us that won't have any stars, that won't have any distribution company, and then we are expected to put our film online on one of these um, many direct dis- digital distribution platforms, can we expect you know a fraction of those numbers? Not necessarily, because our world is electronic sell-through, EST. And this is, again, the world of the Uber Independent Filmmaker. And the electronic sell-through world is based on transactional projections or conversion rates. And I put a little asterisk there because there's a great article that was written like five years ago by Jason Brubaker over at filmmakingstuff.com where he talks about the magic conversion rate to understand um, for independent filmmakers, that this is what they should be looking at. And so, the way, the way it works, very simply, is you have to imagine about 1% to 3% conversion rate is actually normal for something like the inbound marketing average. And when I say inbound marketing, you have to imagine how many people come visit your website. And then you use the 1% to 3% conversion rate to see how many people will actually buy something on your site. Well, the same can be used, this metric of one to three percent for your trailer views. So you have to imagine, say, you have a thousand trailer views. People saw your film, you know, or people looked at your trailer a thousand times. You can kind of guess that about one to three percent of them will actually buy or rent your film. So one to three percent of a one thousand is about ten to thirty transactions. 10 to 30 transactions at a price point of $10, you're gonna be earning 100 to $300. So another way to look at it is Starbucks, right? <laughs> so we have Starbucks coffee, and you know it sells for like four bucks. But the difference is Starbucks has a addictive ingredient in their product that causes people to come back and pay for it over and over again. It's not unheard of to look at a film product, a digital film product, that is worth the same amount as a coffee, four dollars. The only difference is that a film product is a one off, you know, most of the time. You know, somebody watches it once and they're done. They rent it once, they're done. You know, unless it's something really cool and then they come back over and over or they buy it for 10, 20 bucks. So if you look at this equation or this comparison, um, the Starbucks cup or the Starbucks coffee they have, you know, they're able to generate a lot of transactions. A lot, of, they are able to sell a lot of four-dollar coffees. Can an uber independent filmmaker compete with that? Can they compete generating a lot of transactions? So, again, so if you look at this film product, um, and let's imagine this is a imaginary case study. Your film costs you twenty-five thousand dollars. So that's your budget. So, within the $25,000, you divide that by four bucks. Say that's an average electronic sell-through rental. That would equate to about 6,250 transactions. So, in order to make your money back at a $4 price point, you're going to need to generate about over 6,000 transactions. Now, using the 1% to 3% average inbound marketing rate, you would need to generate about... 625,000 to over 1.8 million trailer views for your uber independent film. That's a lot of trailer views just to make your money back at a $4 a pop. So keep this stuff in mind to go, whoa, the metrics, the numbers aren't necessarily adding up. So the experts actually suggest a lot of hybrid distribution they suggest that if you should do theatrical events, even the uber-independent filmmaker could utilize a service like Tug or Gather or do it on your own to try to uh, what John Reese describes as eventize. You know, make your theatrical premiere or your theatrical run of your film an event. Make it worth more than just going to the movie uh, like any other movie. So, or you... Have an opportunity to get it onto cable video on demand, or you're able to, you know, make some TV deals, or you're able to generate foreign distribution, and lastly, then you use electronic sell through. I put asterisks behind or behind in front of cable video on demand and TV deals and foreign distribution because those, again, you kind of need to have relationships built up either through a formal distribution company or something if you're making a documentary prior to some past. some past relationships with like PBS and so on. So the reality is the uber independent filmmaker that's making a genre film or a narrative film, your only options may be theatrical events and electronic sell through. If you're using this hybrid distribution. Um, but you still it looks like you would need a partner up. You would be able to win over a distribution company. So the question is like if you don't have that. If you again, if you don't have stars and if you don't have um, a distribution deal are you SOL? <laughs> so, for all my foreign friends, that means shit out of luck. <laughs> um, so, what is the solution then? If the numbers are um, a little scary? Well, one solution could be you're gonna have to make your film extremely micro budgeted. I mean, much smaller than $25,000. We're talking about 5,000 and under, if you know, cheaper. Um, or you're going to need to have a high volume, of, high volume of impressions, meaning your trailer view is going to have to be able to generate over a million views just to try to make your $10,000, your $25,000 back. Or you can do this instead. Here's our analogy again or our comparison again of the Starbucks coffee selling at $4 and a film product selling for $4, a rental for $4. So... Instead of doing this model, maybe there's a way that you can make your film product worth $100. So now you are selling less transactions because that's what you can bank on because you have an uber-independent film. But is there a way to make it more valuable instead of selling it at a $4 price point? Can you sell it as a $100 price point? And there is a way to do that that I write more about in the book, How to Make and Sell Your Film Online and Survive the Hollywood Implosion While Doing It. Again, you can find that at survivetheimplosion.com. But wait, there's more. I really want to get into Film Trooper's video on demand and digital download report. So if you are in need of VOD sales projections, then you can actually sign up and get this free weekly video on demand and digital download report from me at Film Trooper. Uh, You'll get a weekly VOD digital download report sent directly to your inbox, the email inbox, uh, as well as analysis of VOD and digital download numbers, an analysis and case study on the 1% rule, as well as weekly film marketing analysis from Film Trooper. And all you have to do is go over to freevodreports.com. Now here's the cool thing. I'm going to show you how to read these reports that are sent out weekly. So why don't we pull up one of these reports right now. Okay, so you would get this report and when you scroll down it, you know this PDF. I will zoom in so you can get a better look. So in this report, um, you will always get the definitions of terms that we just went over in terms of video and demand the breakdown of cable video and demand uh, MOD, TOD, FOD, see SVOD and SVOD and IVOD, AVOD, as well as digital downloads and streaming. So you get the definition of the terms and explanation. But then when you scroll down to like the second page, you'll see the top um, VOD movies of the week as well as the top digital downloads movies of the week. And you can also see sort of the box office returns that it, it, it uh, garnered. So it's really when you get to analyzing the data on page three. Now, in this analysis of these numbers, if you look at the video on demand numbers, um, what we do is we take the box office numbers, I'll uh, we'll zoom into this, bom, bom. you take the box office numbers and then you apply sort of this inbound marketing rate of like anywhere from 1% to 3% to 2 to 7% or 10 to 20% and that will give you an estimated VOD revenue uh, for these particular movies. Um, and if you scroll down to digital downloads, this is the transactional analysis, we take the number of trailer views and we utilize the conversion rate as well. Anything from you know three to 10% all the way up to 10 to 20%. That gives you a range of transactions that this particular film can perform on digital downloads or EST, electronic sell through. And this is the average sell price. It's anywhere from like the rental price to the actual purchase price. That could be anywhere from $5 to $20, and it gives you the uh, potential revenue uh, for these particular films. Now the important thing to gather here is very rarely will a film actually go over like a 20% conversion rate, and the reason I say that is because let's take a look at where uh, a a major case study that we can pull from uh, these numbers. So if we look at this very infamous film called The Interview that happened in December of 2014, you know obviously with the Sony, uh, you know email hacks and so on, and just the the mess that this uh, film caused, but it had so much press and so much heat on it. Uh, this is like such an outlier, uh, you know, case study. But it was reported that this particular film um, had about like 20 million trailer views. It made about $31 million in video on demand, I think in the initial weekend or like the first week, so we can use those reported numbers. So if you had 20 million trailer views roughly and it roughly made $31 million in video on demand, we can divide $31 million by $8, an average rental and purchase price. That would mean that this particular film probably garnered around 3.9 million transactions or almost 4 million. So if we take the 20 million um, trailer views and you, you know, extract 20% of that, 20% of 20 million views is about 4 million views. Again, 4 million views is almost exactly the number of transactions that it created to equate the $31 million um, opening weekend or the opening week of video on demand. So if this is an anomaly, meaning that this is one of the more high-profile Hollywood cases... Then twenty percent is like sort of at the top of the the line in terms of conversion rates. the the, the big thing to take away from here is not like it's it had a eighty percent conversion rate. It's roughly around twenty, maybe thirty percent. You know, depending on like when all the numbers came in. So what that means for us, the Uber independent filmmakers, is that we may not get a high conversion rate of twenty percent. We all, might only look at a one to three percent conversion rate, which again is normal for inbound marketing. So if you look at this report again, all these uh, tr- transactional analysis, it just gives you a better scope of what to expect. I mean, again, these are Hollywood uh, players, and these, these are top you know, performers on the video on demand and digital download space. You as the Uber independent filmmaker have to edge your bets more conservatively around a 1% to 3% conversion rate based off your trailer views or based off the, the, the number of people on your email list. So if you go down to the next page, page four, I go in this whole uh, thing um, about the 1% conversion rule, and I wrote a blog post for Ted Hope's site um, entitled, Filmmakers, Why 1% is the Most Important Number. Um, it says by Ted Hope, but actually it was by me. Guest post, Scott McMahon. <laughs> That's funny. I never thought of it. It says Ted Hope. Anyway, so this is my guest blog, and I go into this whole thing showing examples about the 1% rule. And with that said, I give a little bit more um, indication of how this rule works and some examples of films that have uh, performed and uh, their source where I grabbed this from. So there's the the case of Layover, uh, Escape from Tomorrow, American, The Bill Hicks Story, and um, Keanu Reeves' film, The Man of Tai Chi. And that's it. It's only like a four-page report, but you get one of these every week when you sign up over at FreeVODReports.com. So that's about it for this session of Film Marketing Fridays, all about video-on-demand sales projections and the numbers. Again, if you go to FreeVODReports.com, you can sign up to get my uh, Film Trooper weekly video-on-demand and digital download reports sent directly to your inbox. I do hope these sessions help you uh, navigate the new waters and the new paradigm for us independent filmmakers, especially the uber-independent filmmaker, um, looking to put your film online and see how you can generate a bigger audience and how you can generate um, enough income to cover your budget, at least, and if not more, how to make it a little bit more sustainable. Thanks again for checking in with me here at Film Trooper. Again, head on over to Free VOD Reports. Dot com to sign up right now to be part of Film Trooper and get your weekly video on demand and digital download reports. Thanks.